Welcome to the Everyday Church Podcast. It's a show designed to talk about how God can use small church, ordinary church, everyday church. Your hosts are Barry Littleford and Jordan Dorsey, two small-time pastors who think about this stuff a lot. We welcome you to today's show. Right, hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Everyday Church Podcast. It is great to see Wonder Face again, oh, Jordan. Shuck, stop it. We are kicking it in your study tonight. We are. And we I'm are. in your prayer chair. You're in my prayer chair, I dude. am reclined in your prayer chair. So if I've got this kind of relaxed tone going on, it just it's just because I'm, I'm almost in my in like a well, prayer you, slash sleep kind of mode. You should be feeling pretty spiritual. That's. I, I'm feeling a little bit more blessed. Uh, that's the way it's meant to be. Like a double portion or something is going on right now. Uh, I just I, feel, yeah. I man, see why you like it's it. Been a, been a few hours in that chair. <laughs> oh, it's well and so. truly. You know how Wesley had the, the grooves in the floor where he knelt? Yeah, yeah. I've got a groove where my bum has sat in that chair. And as weird as it is, I can feel it. <laughs> well, it is good to be with you, all jokes aside. And we're trialing out some new tech today. We are. We're trying to get our voices a little bit more even mm. and a bit richer yeah. as we up our quality of our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Because I have quite a childlike voice. And you have this deep kind of Barry White kind of voice going on. Well, we, we did it on a shoestring, didn't we? When we started, we thought, oh, well... One is is that we might not have the going power to get past two episodes. Yeah. So we're thinking about that, and did we have enough to share? And then, um, and then as we've gone on, we realised that one of us was always softer than the other one, and <laughs> it's so always me. we decided that we needed to up our uh, up our technological game just yeah. a little bit. And you know, I'm going to tell you what we're using because I've listened to podcasts, and they will say, "Oh, we've upped our gear," and they don't tell you what they've done. <laughs> so there's no secrets here. This is it. We bought an, a mixer. We bought a mixer. <laughs> oh, it's groundbreaking, we, and we've flogged some microphones from our church. That's it. And and not only did we buy a mixer, we bought it from Cash Converters. Yeah, yeah, we really splurged. We we went high tech. Uh, I don't even know what brand it is. It's a Alto. What is an Alto? I have no idea. Well, I thought idea. that was a car. <laughs> <laughs> That's but an we Astra. Have an Al- <laughs> we have an Alto mixer, pretty high tech. Pretty high and tech. And we've thrown a couple of microphones on it. So I'm hoping that even when we listen back on our own podcast, when we upload this later, because we listen to ourselves, we do. Um, we just find it insightful, really, that we will sound a bit better. But today we're gonna we we, we got to get into our topic, or we're we just do. never gonna get there. Two minutes in, man, and we've just talked about tech. <sighs> man, it's gonna be one of those episodes. It anyway, is. we are gonna talk today about perspective. Yeah. Because I, I believe as a leader, our perspective is key. Yeah. Our perspective is tied in with our energy. Our perspective is tied in with our capacity. Our, our perspective is really tied into everything that we've discussed so far in our podcast, really. How you see things will determine how I believe you can lead things. Um, so I think today it would be great for us to kind of flesh out this uh, idea, this aspect of leadership in our own personal lives of our perspective. And I think the very first thing when comes to mind, Geordie, when we think about perspective, is about uh, realizing that with whatever we have, we're blessed. Yeah, yeah. A- and uh, whether we have a church of 30 or whether we have a church of 300, uh, we are blessed with what God has given us. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are people who um, uh, who look at the size of their congregation or look at you know, how many oldies they've got in their congregation versus young and go, oh, I wish I had differently. But that's the wrong perspective in my Mm -hmm. book, I think, that we start off with. We start off with, thank you, God, 
for what you've given me because mm. obviously you want this group of people uh, for me to pastor and to encourage so how can I do that to the best of my abilities and I think if you just start really from realizing that uh, as a leader or a pastor that whatever God has given you is a blessing mm. and to see it in in a way of blessing is a helpful way forward because the opposite to that is just being disheartened and really being disheartened isn't going to bring about any kind of good fruit in your ministry if you're looking at who God has put before you and you're kind of sighing and being a bit upset about it you're going to lead with that perspective and it's going to show in everything that you do whether you want it to or not it will be present in everything. I think we need to be right, be thankful for what we have. Knowing, of course, that that's not going to be the end of what we have. There's always going to be more. God is always going to lead us to the next season. But being content with that right now, this is who God has put in my care. This is what my church looks like. And what a fantastic place to start moving forward. Now, I think that if you have been in a church and for a long period of time and nothing's moved and mm. nothing seems to have grown and nothing seems to have um, had any sort of momentum start then it's really easy to fall out of that gratefulness yeah. for what you have and to long for what you you don't have and and uh, as we talked in our last episode you know about making sure you don't burn out mm. uh, that can be a, a critical factor when you swap uh, that thinking from gee I'm grateful that God's given me who I'm given who he's given me and we start wanting something different and all it takes is a couple of families to move away yeah. or a couple of key leaders to move on and all of a sudden you go oh, I'm in deficit mm-hmm. not, and, I, and I'm going backwards not forwards and you can spiral down but even if you've taken a step backwards I think there is still uh, a great benefit within your soul and I think a benefit in which God wants to bless when you say, God, I just want to thank you for what you've given me. Mm. And it might not be everything that I want. And and uh, I know that you want more for this mm. church mm. than what I have. But I'm just going to start with thanking you for what you've given me. I think it's a tremendous blessing. I don't think, I don't think God really uh, resonates with those who pound on his door and say, I want more, I want more, I want more. Mm. I think he resonates with those who knock on his door and say, God, what a privilege it is for what yeah, you've yeah. given me. And if you'd like to give me more, then that would be fantastic. Yeah, uh, I think I'm ready for more. I think I can do more. Uh, but that's up to you. It's a very different perspective that you can come before God with. Well, one is almost wanting to to be successful on your own. And one is, God, how can I glorify you? How, how can I magnify you even more right now in my ministry? Is that with more people? Is that with less people? What is your will? And I think for, for me in the very brief time that I've been in ministry, that's kind of been something that God has been refining in me is that hunger to want to fulfill His will versus my plans. Because I know my plans just fall short time and time again. One of the things I realized very early on when I was young in ministry is that I did have a success complex. I, I, I wanted to be successful, and that really came out of a deficit of not feeling successful in other areas of my life, and I transferred that into ministry. And so I'd get on people's cases, and I'd push people, and I'd really want them to uh, be more than what God had created them to be, to satisfy my need instead of coming to God and saying, God, 
I just want to thank you for the blessing of these people. And, and I, I had some tr- uh, terrible, terrible mistakes mm. because I came with that perspective at one time. Yeah, so we need to, I think as well in this, that as pastors, we have to also be confident though. At the same time, we have to be confident in our calling that we are called to be leaders because it's, it's, it's easy to be thankful when things are going well. I'm really good at that. At the moment, my youth group has gone from zero kids to 16 kids. And for me, that's, that is huge growth beyond what I have seen in the, the brief time I've been in ministry. But it feels like a, a huge thing. So me thanking God isn't hard right now. And I, as a pastor, feel equipped. I feel empowered. I think, you know what? I'm here for a reason. But there has to be this confidence. There needs to be this perspective that we know that we're called to be leaders. That when things get hard, when things get interesting, that we can say, you know what? No, no, no. Things are hard right now. But it doesn't change my calling. I know I'm a leader. I know I'm here for the long haul. And I'm, and I, I'm equipped to, to go through this season well. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's, that's true. But as, as long as our confidence doesn't uh, rely on our calling we can have confidence in our calling but if that is the main part of our confidence then our confidence is not being where it should be and that that's within our relationship with God and in what God wants to do and what God wants to provide that's where we should have our main confidence and and uh, and the leadership staff and knowing that we're called and encouraged is all a part of the blessing that comes from knowing that uh, God has this thing called church in his hands and and i think that uh, there are times in my ministry that i've gone up and down on my enthusiasm scale because i haven't relied on the fact that god wants to do things and i've tried to take that place and do it myself and so if we can have a perspective geordie of of really looking at at the fact that god wants to do things within our life of the church but he's but he's done what he's done to get us where we are to be thankful for that and then also to go forward and to thank him for what he wants to do in the future and this is something that God's starting to um, uh, help me understand is that I've got to be thankful for the fact that God does want to grow his church mm. I think God wants to grow everyone's church but do we thank God that he wants to grow his church mm. do we do we enter into that perspective that God we, I know you want to grow the church I don't know how you want to do it I don't know how you're going to do it but I know that you want to, and our confidence then is in the fact, our knowledge that God wants to build His kingdom here on earth. Yeah, well. Now, one thing that I've um, been very aware of um, more and more as my uh, my level of leadership has increased is that there's a quite a lot of of a uh, of a, a battlefield and, a, and a, a struggle within my own mind when it comes to uh, being positive and being negative. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether you've experienced this yourself or not, whether there are emotional ups and emotional downs. Um, but I know for myself that as um, the stress and the load of ministry seems to increase, so does my, um, my need to be, uh, be positive, mm-hmm. my need to be uh, mentally strong-willed. Um, Barry, in, in your years of ministry and, and all wisdom that you have, mm. Um, what have been some things for you to keep a, a perspective of, of positivity in, in amongst your own um, perhaps self-doubt, in amongst those um, mistakes that you've made along the way? How, how do you keep yourself positive? Because I don't know whether we as leaders can really work out of a space of negativity 
I don't think there's any kind of fruit in that. So what, what have been some areas for you where you've struggled in that? Well, I think we can work out a negativity, and I think there is fruit of that, but none of it's good. <laughs> so, true, yeah. I mean, I, I, think, I, I think that uh, the whole church feels when a, negative, when a pastor is negative. And there have been times where I've definitely felt that, and that's when you've got to go into a bit of self-care mode and go back to our last episode to, talk, to really um, look at that. I, I think it all comes back to trusting... Uh, that God has everything in control. And when everything seems like it's going backwards and not forwards, and, mm-hmm. and we've seen that in Gula, where we've seen people come and go, and we've worked really hard and diligently, and, and we've just stayed the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had people come to faith, but then we've had people leave and move out of town and go here or there. And, and it just seems like we're treading water, and we're, we're for instance, but in reality, sorry, that, that there's been a changeover of people and there's been a renewing of people's spirits and stuff like that. So it's about actually being uh, diligent and watching what God is actually doing. And once you, uh, you really watch it, you can gain the right perspective. And, and I could just purely look at the numbers and say, I'm devastated at the numbers. Mm-hmm. And if we measure our bar on whether our numbers are going up and down, then it's easy to get negative because you can stand out the front and you can count the people in the pews and you can go, well, there's a third less people here this week than last week, and that happens in Gula quite regularly. Um, so it would be easy to, to get down uh, on a look at that. But if, if you, you take the perspective that God is at work, numbers become less of an issue and you move more to what God's doing in people's lives and whether God is changing people's lives. And if you start hanging your hat, on that sort of thing, then you're concentrating, I believe, on the right thing. Are people uh, throwing off the things that hinder them? Are people uh, getting deeper in their relationship with God? Are there some issues in people's lives that we just need to continue to ask God to move in uh, for them to um, to get through them and to overcome them? And when you, you do that, uh, you, you're building a healthy, positive attitude. You're building a healthy, positive church. And I think healthy, positive churches grow. Yeah, that's great. So really, as pastors, it's our job to have that positive perspective, to have that kind of godly perspective, because I don't know whether you've experienced this, but I seem to continue to encounter people that have a very negative perspective on themselves, of their own ability. I'm speaking more about congregation members, people that we are called to care for. And it's really hard to try and show someone a positive perspective for their life when you can't even really see it for yourself or for your church. So in, in your um, realm of pastoral care, what are some tips and, and, and ways in which we as leaders can uh, better care for those who just seem to be in a negative spot? Well, I think it's about um, continuing to proclaim hope. And, uh, you know, there's been times where uh, my leadership has looked at where the congregation's at and they know where God wants it to be. And it seems like it's going to take forever to get there and there, there seems to be none, no hope. And, and, and you've got to say, God is at work. Mm. And, and you've got to look at different ways in which you can see God at work. And so my job then as a minister becomes one of pointing out where God is active and where mm. God is at work. Because people don't naturally see it unless they're, 
you know, they train themselves to see it. Yeah. We naturally, as people, always gravitate to the negative. So we'll see one negative negative thing over three positive things. Mm. And so as our leaders, as leaders, our job is to continue to say, no, no, see, there's the fingerprints of God. Yeah. See, there's the fingerprints of God. And as you, you do that, you build hope and expectation within people's lives. That's great. So that's a real challenge, though, at the same time. That's a day-to-day challenge as a leader is to be able to see where God is, to show people that, because sometimes it is hard. And I think you saying that you have to train yourself to is, is very true. You have to uh, force yourself as a leader to, to really look for where God is moving, to know what He is doing, because people are going to come to you and they're going to say all these negative things, like, oh my goodness, the numbers are down, or did you see that person today? Oh, or that person hasn't been around for a while. And you can get swept up in that negativity. And there have been times in um, our, our workings with, with Church in Gawler where there has been this kind of sweep of negativity that's gone around. And as leaders, we've had to kind of catch ourselves and say, whoa, 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 we're not going to be a part of that conversation, but we actually want to change that conversation. But it's so tempting to engage into that. But as leaders, we need to break from that cycle and say, no, 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 but look here. Look at that baptism we had last week. Or look at that youth group now is starting to kind of grow a bit. There is God moving. He, isn't, he hasn't left us. He's still there. And that's where I think perspective as a leader is just so crucial. And I, um, I think that some of the best pastors that I've met, and I wouldn't put myself in this category at all, are pastors who are natural storytellers. Mm. And, and I, I know some tremendous men of faith who, uh, who are pastoring churches who just love to tell a story. They're just wired that way. Mm. But they always tell positive stories yeah, about yeah. what they've seen or how God is at work and what God has done. And you naturally find yourself being caught up in that. And so I've looked at them and said, no, I've, got to, I've got to somehow embed that in my life. Now, mm. I don't do it to the degree that I'd like to. I'm still growing mm and that edge of my ministry. But if you can be a, a storyteller to say, you know what, I met this person in the street and da-da-da-da-da, and then God came in and da-da-da-da-da, and, and you just automatically start to build this sense that God's at work. Mm-hmm. And um, and I've got, I've got a mate who's just a natural storyteller, and, and every time I catch up with him, he's always got a story yeah. about how God has done something in his life. And I think, man, I, I need to capture that more yeah, in yeah. my life. And I think when we can do that, then we remind, every time we tell it, we remind ourselves as much as we yeah. remind other people. And that's that's golden in my book. Wow, so just the power of story. Really. Yeah, or well, positive story. And, and just being able to reflect that story back mm. on a regular basis. Now, the thing that I noticed is that every you know he would tell the same story for about three days (laughs) yeah until the next story came along and then he'd tell the next story which is great um but if you hanged around with him like you heard the story (laughs) like five six seven eight ten times uh before the next story came but that's okay because you just continue to to build your faith and you can say yeah i got that and move on you know so Mm. Uh, but the the power of a positive story, I think, is underestimated. Yeah. And when you read scripture and read what Jesus did, there was a lot of storytelling in that. Mm. And um, you know, and I and I love that whole sense of hope that comes out of a story. 
That's powerful. So really, as leaders, we need to have that fresh perspective of hope because really we need to deal that out to our congregation. That even in amongst their struggle, in amongst their frustration, in amongst their negativity, we can change that conversation and say, well, what about this? Or could you, could you just imagine what would happen if this happened? Or you wouldn't believe what happened to me last week. And just sharing that, that hope, I believe, can change a church. Because it's so easy in, in church culture for negativity to take root, for it to change a church. Because I believe a church that doesn't have a fresh perspective of hope can't really move forward because they're not looking forward. And, and we've both experienced churches that we've gone to that have not even been looking forward at all. And what a hopeless place that is to be a church that isn't really looking forward to the year to come. That would probably be easier for them to close their doors. I don't know what kind of church you're a part of or what you're leading but we as leaders need to have that perspective ourselves of hope so that we can share it with those that we're with so we can engage them it really comes back to what we we're talking about with vision as well in one of our older episodes is it's about showing them what could be what is happening what could happen in the future because we need our churches to be filled with the hope that god could do amazing things in amongst them well i mean it, it is such a uh, a wonderful privilege to be a leader of the church mm. and and we do have to stay on top of our game the evil one knows that if we're out of the picture mm. that influences the whole church yeah. and so uh, I mean when you're in the driver's seat as being a minister in the church you don't get it until you are but mm. when you are then you feel the weight of everything and, and one of our jobs is to care for ourselves enough and to stay on top of things enough that we continue to uh, bear witness to what God is doing within the life of our community. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite preachers, Stephen Furtick, one day he'll be on our podcast, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, one of his sermons, he's, he's kind of, that little nugget that you take away from it, just said, bless my perspective. That was kind of his whole sermon, was talking about how we as Christians need to be praying for that. You know, God, bless my perspective. Show me what I can't see right now. And I hope that today your little takeaway is that your perspective is important, that it will actually influence how you lead your church, how you disciple your members, and how really you care for yourself. So I hope that out of our conversation today that you have been blessed in one way or another and that your perspective might continue to change and to see more hope and to see more growth and to see where God is moving in your midst. So I, I pray and we pray that you've been encouraged and that uh, you can take this to your leadership team. You can take this to next Sunday's sermon. That you can pitch a bit more hope. And hopefully we can see churches all around the world be blessed with a new perspective. And I believe with that new perspective, we'll see God do amazing things. So I hope you've enjoyed today. And until next time, we'll catch you later. Thanks for listening to the Everyday Church podcast, where we seek to be a help to the everyday church. Our show notes can be found at openministries.net and you can also become interactive by liking the Everyday Church podcast Facebook page. We trust that you've enjoyed today's show.